On today's Locked On Texan podcast, Bobby Slark and Gerard Johnson, they are staying put. And it's been a year mm-hmm. since D'Amico Ryans was hired as the Houston Texans' next head coach. And so we look at how that has impacted this franchise and how can they continue to sustain success. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, 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 Locked On Texas fans across the nation, across the great state of Texas, and especially those in the city of Houston, to this Wednesday episode of the Locked On Texas podcast, a part of the the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If this is your first time watching or listening to the Locked On Texas podcast, thank you for giving us a try. Please be sure to do us a favor, subscribe, like, and comment, especially comment, because we got a nice show set up for you guys. We want to hear your thoughts, of course, when we talk about what we have on today's show. But if you are like Bobby Johnson, Bobby, Bobby, Bobby Slork or Gerard Johnson, and, and you're coming back, if you're coming back to the Locked On Texans podcast, thank you for returning your ear to another episode as Cody and I continue to talk Texans. How can D'Amico Ryan's success be sustained in Houston? How can they sustain that success a year from the D'Amico Ryan's hire? So we'll talk about that in the second segment, how the culture has changed, how the swarm mentality has impacted this franchise. We open up today's show looking at Bobby Slork and Gerard Johnson, both staying in Houston. Before we do that, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more uh, wins, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. Hmm. This is fresh off the press at 6 (laughs) o'clock Tuesday afternoon. Texans offensive coordinator Bobby Slug has agreed to a new deal in Houston within the past few days, one that includes – a significant raise. So money, 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 money. <laughs> uh, according to Albert Breer, Slork impressed multiple NFL clubs through the interview process. But he's staying in Houston. He'll be a hot name in 2025. Also, just moments later, the Texans <laughs> reached an extension with quarterbacks coach Gerard Johnson that will keep him in Houston. Johnson was a hot candidate for several offensive coordinator jobs, as you as you guys know. But he's going to stay with rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud, and they're going to look to build off of what they did in his rookie year. Cody, I'm going to let you take over. I have a lot to say about this. <laughs> I believe that there are several uh, branches that is coming directly from both of these uh, mm-hmm. decisions for the coaches to return. But this is major. This is major. We talked last week about building the foundation and how the wise man build his house upon a rock. <laughs> well, the McNairs, Nick Casario, D'Amico Ryans, they are the three wise men building their house on a solid foundation. <laughs> Cody, take it on. Hey, man, this was by far the best news that we received right before we hit record. Um, quick backstory. 
John and I was set to record an hour before, which means that we was going to probably have to come back and redo this segment because, look, early on in the day, it seemed like both Bobby Sloyd and Gerard Johnson was starting to trickle out of, out of NRG Stadium because the biggest news surrounding the head coaching vacancies in the NFL came down Tuesday morning with Ben Johnson telling both Seattle and Washington that he is going to stay in Detroit for another season. So without a shadow of a doubt, it seems like Bobby Sloyd was definitely going to have his eyes set on a head coaching gig. And the same thing with Gerard Johnson. Monday, he had a second interview with the New Orleans Saints. And then early on Tuesday morning, we found out that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers sent in a request to interview Gerard Johnson for their vacancy for their offensive coordinator. So, John, I'm I'm not even going to lie to you. I was starting to get nervous because, look, as great as CJ looked in his rookie season, as great of a year that Coach D'Amico Ryans had, his first year at the helm as coach of the Houston Texans, you have to consider what they did working alongside Bobby Slowick and Gerard Johnson. John, I'm going to play this video again <laughs> to show you how important, because I can say it, John can say it, listeners and viewers, you can hear it and read about it all you want. But to hear it from C.J. Stroud himself, that's when you get a true indication on how important Bobby Slowick and Gerard Johnson is to this organization. Yeah, Gerard. Um, I've known Gerard since I was 16. Um, I was uh, in the League 11 uh, with him. He was my quarterback coach there. And one thing, man, I can say about Gerard, man, is like when you talk about someone who knows how to play the uh, position of quarterback and knows how to relay something, um, but also just a great person, man, a, a guy who who um, loves uh, football. He loves Houston. He loves Texas. Um, he loves his family. He's a great family man. Um, and somebody who's taught me just a, a tremendous, uh, a, a, a tremendous amount of information. But on top of that, man, put a lot of confidence into me as well. Like when I was 16 at Elite 11, we did like this little like circle group. It was like all the quarterbacks in my group. And Gerard's one thing for me was like be confident because he at that time like I wasn't really the highest recruit. I wasn't uh, who I who I will become. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I always knew that it would be a possibility, but I didn't. I didn't hear it out like those type of the drives. I looked up to like he played at Texas A&M. I knew that um, and stuff like that. And when he was like, "Man, you need to be more confident," like and it was just like it changed my life. You know what I'm saying? And from there, like fast forward, I'm here with him my rookie year. Um, it's been just a, a blessing to work with him. And I'm whatever happens, man, I'm excited for him, and he deserves everything that's coming for him. And um, I'm super blessed to be able to work with him and Bobby, um, somebody who when I came in, man, I knew that. Um, he was gonna uh, push me hard. He was gonna be hard on me. He was. He held me at a standard all year. Held me accountable. Because I mean, a lot of times, man, when you're playing good ball, um, guys, they they kind of like let you do what you do and like leave you alone. Uh, but Bobby, man, he was always on me about like the little details um, in my position. You know what I'm saying? And I appreciated that. You know, because you don't always get that. And he always just was hard on me, uh, but also showed me a lot of love, man. A ton of love, very knowledgeable, um, can really dice dice the defense up, uh, puts a lot of trust in his players, um, and really just never got away from what he what he knows. You know what I'm saying? Of course, like 
um, tailored his his coaching to like what was here at the Texans, but he did what was at the core of his heart, and I could appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? And, um, but whatever happens with those guys, uh, they deserve whatever whatever um, uh, what is, whatever's coming to them. And I've been uh, it's been a blessing working with them. But if they come back, that'd be cool too. <laughs> that was the third time I played that clip on this show, and I promise y'all, I'm not gonna play it no more. But once again, man, every time we talk about the significance of Bobby Sloyd. And Gerard Johnson, man, that clip, to just see CJ just rave about both of them, you can see the the love, the respect, the admiration, everything that CJ has for both of those coaches. John, I am all for Sloick and Gerard Johnson moving on in the future, getting better jobs, especially Sloick getting a head coaching opportunity. However, the main reason why I wanted them to stay with the Texans at least for another season is because, look, as great as everything was this year, they are still in the early stages of this process. And I truly do think that CJ and Coach D'Amico Ryans will be better off working with both of those guys again than having them walk out the door off a 16 and Kirby. Now you're scrambling, trying to recapture what you just lost. Right. Yeah. So, again, a major move, major. And, and I think when you look at what this team is doing now to build, uh, a foundation, a solid foundation, which I think uh, is is a great theme for this franchise right now. When you look at what they're doing, guys, what I just read from both uh, Albert Breer and another reporter, they got paid. This is this is listen. Eggs cost too much. Inflation is at an all time high. So in order to retain top guys, you can't just sell them a dream and say, "Well, we got this." You got to back them. And they mm-hmm. did that. A significant raise was what what was what was <laughs> said for Bobby Slork, right? And I think the same for Gerard Johnson. So I want to credit the McNairs. I want to credit the front office and, and general manager Nick Casario for saying, "You listen, we got something special here. We look around the league. If you go to, and I really do think Atlanta was a job maybe that Bobby really wanted, but if you mm-hmm. go to some of these other places." Uh, with some of these other owners, uh, you look at the commanders. Yeah, you have a lot of experience under the general manager over there doing your San Fran days, but do they have a CJ Stroud? Do you, if you go to the Seattle Seahawks with how that team is set up, do they have a CJ Stroud, a good quarterback, but not CJ? And you also got to look at it like this What makes you think if you don't replicate this same success? Teams won't come calling again next season. Mm. So that was a, a power play, a smart move from this Texas front office to make sure that they retain both of those guys. Because in doing that, and this is how it impacts the Texas offense. In doing that, you're keeping your quarterback in a very good safety net, a comfortability level with two guys that he has to work with day in and day out in the war room, in the field room. The communication is already there. And I think mainly for Bobby Sloyd, in year two, you get an opportunity, especially when you look at Houston and the possibility of them upgrading that running back room, upgrading mm. the wide receiver room, maybe upgrading that tight end position. Now you get an opportunity to say, y'all thought I did something last year when I had the likes of uh, uh, Damian Pierce to start the season off for the first six weeks. He wasn't contributing to the run game when I didn't necessarily have 
a top wide receiver unit in the NFL, right? I was kind of strapped a little bit. Also didn't have a healthy offensive line. So play calling at times was strapped. Y'all thought I was hot last year. Hmm. Wait and see what I can do this year when they already gave me my money. I'm good. They gave my boy Gerard his money. But when we start shelling out money to upgrade this franchise, upgrade this roster, you may see a different team. You may see a different squad. And I want to throw this out there because I immediately thought to myself, was this move an internal decision that all parties, D'Amico, Casario, the McNairs, of course, nothing moves without those three, but Gerard Johnson and Bobby Slord buying in because they have the quarterback to do so. But was it also a decision to say, hey, Bobby, you're going to be hot next year. We do not want to mess what we have but we have something special can you buy in one more year rod johnson buy in one more year and we're going to give you that experience because now i wonder what will he have an additional role with this franchise well we're going to give you that experience to say next year when it's time for bobby to leave you're even better at now stepping into the role as, as offensive coordinator hmm. thought of mine but this is major for Houston. We got to talk about D'Amico Ryans. He has influence over all of this. I'm sure. <laughs> You're a special guy where you can get guys to buy in and not go get a major pay raise and go be a head coach or an offensive coordinator elsewhere. You're a special guy if you can get people to believe in you and buy in. And since day one, that's been the case. So when we come back, it's been a year since D'Amico Ryans was brought in to be the Texans' next head coach. Oh, man. Y'all don't want to go nowhere. Passion, drive, patience. That's what this Texan franchise has right now. Uh, that also can win you an AFC South division. It can bring home the trophy. Or it can also keep your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle. And level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into power speed or style or all three ebay motors has you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guarantee fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all of the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the NVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Well, when you came for your free draft visit, you said one of the main reasons why you wanted to come here was Coach D'Amico Ryan. Yeah. Now you have your first full season under him. Yeah. Uh, what has it been like working with him and how has he kind of like exceeded the expectations? Bro, um, overly exceeded though overly and I don't usually rank my all the head coaches I've ever had but man he show up there I tell you bro like he got he might be number one bro over coach saving dog like bro like <laughs> bro but like <laughs> but no nah, man he's he's just a great dude he's a really great dude and I tell people all the time he say how coach Ryan's I said bro honestly bro like I view him as a coach but I also view him as a player like I view him still as like 
he's just a captain on the team sometimes because that's the way he approaches us. Like, he approaches us like he still is playing the game. And, like, and I think that's why it's so easy for all of us to, like, comprehend and understand, like, how he operates and what he wants to get done because he commands that type of, you know, excellence and expectation and standard through everybody throughout the whole organization. And, I mean, when you have a head – and he's, like – He's like, co like he can coach you. You know what I'm saying? Like he knows. Like he's been, in the, he's been in the league. He knows, and he knows how to coach. And that's the thing. Another thing that I respect about him, man. Like the way he cares about his players, the way he loves his players. He wants it so bad. He just gives all that love and energy into his players. And I know it just makes us want to keep playing for him. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Wednesday installment of Locked On Texans. Of course, as you guys saw and heard, um, that was Will Anderson Jr. I had an opportunity to ask him during Locker Clean Out Day. Uh, how has it been working with Coach D'Amico Ryans? Because I remember the day after he got drafted and he had his introductory press conference, Anderson said that the very first moment he met Coach D'Amico Ryans, he knew right off the top. He wanted to be a Houston Texan. Hmm. He didn't care how he got here. And he, he didn't just say that during his introductory press conference. That is a story that he talked about on several different occasions throughout his whole entire rookie season. And, John, the reason why I wanted to open up with that is because a year ago today, we got the news from former beat reporter of the Houston Chronicle, Bruce Cabina, shout out to him, um, who broke the news that Coach D'Amico Rhines will be the sixth head coach in franchise history. We were all excited, and we knew that he was going to help bring some stability and respectability back to this franchise. But here we are 365 days later, and it's like, I don't think nobody could have imagined the success and the quick turnaround that this franchise experienced under Coach D'Amico Ryan's under his first season. By the way, I'm working on a feature story, by the way, that, that's dropped today on Texans Daily Sports Illustrated. And I ran across this phenomenal stat that since 2010, only 22% of head coaches have experience going to the playoffs in their very first season. To understand how rare that is, Costa Mico Ryan's is part of that 22% now. Yeah. And it's just phenomenal, John. Like throughout over the last, I want to say month or so, when I started working on this project, man, I talked to several players in the locker room. And every time you 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 ask them anything about the Miko, man, and I know I only been around during the David Cully and Lovey Smith years. But I never seen players light up anytime you ask them about a head coach. And right. it's not just asking about them now, but it's even more so like I remember I asked Brevin Jordan, hey, where do you think you guys can go in the future? Like, forget just this year, 2024, right. five, six, seven, and everybody just lights up like, man, I really don't know. I mean, I had an opportunity to also talk to um Shaq, Shaq, Shaq Mason, a guy that's been around Bill Belichick for all of his career, except for this year. And even he was like, there are things that I'm seeing out of Coach D'Amico Ryan's that I saw in Bill Belichick. And by the time he got with Bill Belichick, Belichick was well-established. I think they drafted him in what, like 2015? It's just been a remarkable journey of watching D'Amico Ryan's yeah. success just in his first year alone. Yeah, and I would like to add to that, you know, when you look at, okay, it's been a year we graded the position of coaches yesterday, but it's been a year. 
you know, let's grade them, right? Of course, it's an A plus. Mm-hmm. But why is it an A plus? I think for first and foremost, you know, when he first got here, this is this was a quote <laughs> from D'Amico Ryan's. Listen to this. To the players that are here, the current players, I can't wait to get started. I can't wait to get started with you guys. I'm fired up. This is a young team. We're on the cusp. I'm going to pause it right there. Mm. We're on the cusp. That man ain't spent nothing but 30 hours in Houston. And they acknowledge that this was a young team. And at that point, neither CJ or Will Anderson was on this, or Tank Dell was on mm. that team yet. So you look at some of the key pieces that contributed to Houston's success this year. This was before free agency. This was before the draft. We are on the cusp. I'm going to bring it back to that. we got to add some pieces to what we're doing here, but I'm so excited to get started and get to work with, with the young guys and to get to work building a winning program with the Texans. I'm fired up. The excitement is real. I can't wait to get to work, to get to coaching. We want to bring a winning team. That's what we we want to bring to Houston. And you look at we're on the cusp. That man knew from day one the culture, that losing culture, hmm. that second place, second tier culture is not going to be the culture that I'm going to continue to have in this building. Hmm. Terry Rozier was just traded to the Miami Heat, and he said that, you know, over in Charlotte, the losing coach is in your DNA. Nobody nobody cares. It doesn't bother them. In Miami, who's been on a five-game losing streak, but we know that that culture who's seen uh, 06 and then LeBron championships, been to the finals a couple of times, we know that that culture is built around giving your all, coming in, working, and winning ball games. And so – when you look at the importance of getting the guy that can change a culture in year one, that's an A plus. That's what you're getting out of D'Amico Ryan's, and that's what they got out of D'Amico Ryan's. And I, I can't talk about D'Amico Ryan's enough. I mean, he commands the press conference, he commands mm-hmm. uh, uh, the, the the huddles at practice, he commands the field. He is a true leader, and so to hear. Will Anderson say that I may have him over the greatest college coach of all time? (laughs) In year one, when you spent three years with the greatest college coach of all time? It's crazy. Come on. You you, you can't. (laughs) And and, and we're going to talk about how can Ryan's and his team sustain success. If you get guys to continue to buy in, you know what that does? You start to build pipelines. You start to build pipelines on your coaching staff. You start to build pipelines on your roster. You may look mm-hmm. up and down guy in year three and four is having the impact on this team when his first couple of years, maybe a later round draft pick, uh, was just still trying to figure it out. Hmm. He's going to be a day one and help coach. He's always emphasized coaching. He's always emphasized wanting to build young men on and off the field. He's always emphasized creating a good culture. This is something that he has not diverted from since day one. And I know day one is only 365 days ago. I get that. Hmm. But we've seen coaches come in and preach that, but then don't hold themselves to that same standard. 
And I, by the way, I've never seen Demi Ryan's have played the, the, the point the point game, the blame game, or none of that. But I, I don't know how long it's going to be until Houston is maybe scratching the surface of an AFC title game championship. But with D'Amico Ryan's, you believe it's in the future. It's happening. It's attainable. Y'all, come on in. Sit down. I'm going to tell you a way that you can make some extra money. The Super Bowl is right around the corner. All of us are celebrating. If you're watching this show, show you're a fan of football. So if you're a fan of football, you will be tuned in during Super Bowl Sunday. But at, least for us, <laughs> at least for the halftime <laughs> show. But I got something better than that Cadillac. I got something that can add to the experience of the game. You know what I'm talking about? That's FanDuel, which is America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch. Move out the way. I call this spot. Don't sit in it. Grabbing my favorite football snack. I got my wings here. Don't bother me. And I like to pull out my phone. I like to place me a little bit of bets. So get like me. Play some bets. FanDuel, one of the best places you can do it. FanDuel has so many Ways to end this season off with a dub or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which player will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. And the best part about it, if you've never taken out your phone to download the FanDuel app, if you've never visited FanDuel.com, new customers, if you join today, or whenever, join, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports book partner of the NFL. Welcome back in, Locked On Texas listeners and viewers. How can D'Amico Ryans sustain success? I think we just saw it. Hmm. I think we just saw it. I, I think that when you look at bringing back your guys, listen, Bobby Slug was his guy. Bobby, hey, Bobby, I'm going to Houston. I know the city well. I know the franchise. They want us. They need me. Hmm. Come on. Come on. Come down to Houston with me. Let's let's get some good food, but let's game plan. Let's get this team to some winning football. And you know what? Coach Johnson, I need you. We got CJ. We, we Okay, we, we getting CJ. Okay, I need a quarterback's coach that I can trust. I just saw what you were able to do in the year prior. You also have a relationship with this young man dating back to high school. 16 mm. years old, a lot of us, our mind is somewhere else. CJ <laughs> Mine was on the field. And Gerard Johnson was right there step by step every way, getting his confidence right, as we've heard several times on this show. So when you look at how can you sustain his success, I got my guys to come back. Mm. The bags was packed. I got him to uh, unpack them. We coming back for another year, but now, okay, who, how, if I got you two to buy in and one of the hottest years to be head coaches or, or offensive coordinators, what message am I sending to the rest of my coaching staff? Hmm. Come on now. This is a guy you believe in. This is D'Amico is one of them guys. You'll probably run through a brick wall if you had a helmet on. And in some cases you probably won't need a helmet. This is how you sustain success. You start building Okay, now I got this piece together. Got Bobby coming back. Got got Gerard Johnson coming back. Now that those pieces are fitting 
the 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 plan of what's going on. Now we can start preparing. We like our offensive coordinator. I mean, our offensive assistant. We like this guy. We like this guy. Let's start preparing some of these guys. Let's get everybody ready because in a couple of years, I may not have Bobby no more. I may not have Gerard Johnson no more. But in order for us to be competitive and still win, win games, we got to make sure everybody that's in our coaching staff before they leave, they they are able to contribute to what we got going on right now. And I think that's how you sustain success. I really Mm -hmm. do. And it goes back to the one word, foundation. We've Mm -hmm. seen the Rocky Foundation under the Texans' best coach in terms of game percentage. (laughs) We've seen a Rocky Foundation when Bill O'Brien was here. From top to bottom, in between. The the Rocky Foundation for the past two seasons. I I don't think there's nobody as as confident right now as myself who taking the – professionalism out of it not necessarily a born and bred fan of the team but i don't think there's nobody as confident in what this team can do because of how they built their foundation than john hickman i'm 100 with you man um for me since you basically stole all of my notes man for me i just think that D'Amico ryan just need to make sure that he continues just having that respect and that relationship with his players, man. Um, you know, like I told you guys in the second segment, you know, and even if you guys have an opportunity to run up, you know, and, and meet these players or whatever, and you ask them about Coach D'Amico Rhines, man, the way they perk up and get excited talking about their coach, man, just shows that he truly has the respect and the love for, for them. And I know some of you guys might hear that and be like, look, why does that mean anything? Because, look, if you're a coach, look, look just coach the X's and O's and get these players on the field to win football games. no. A lot of this, what we were seeing out of Costa Mico Ryan's in his first year, especially how the way you you had guys like Khalil Davis, um, who you know was out of the league, came here, got an opportunity to work alongside Costa Mico Ryan's and, and establish himself as a foundational rotational piece for this franchise. That's how you do it. And you know, to prove your point even more about you know the best coach in franchise history as of right now in terms of winning percentage is Bill O'Brien. That was one of the downfalls that he had with that last regime, the last true regime, because we knew it was his way or the highway. But how many times I came on this show and said that, you know, Costa Mico Rhines, you know, worked with this player and changed, changed this up with this player and all that other good stuff. That's how you continue to build it, man. And I, I look, I know a lot of people are excited about the draft. Me personally, I'm excited for free agency because last year we heard two people. From what I can remember, two people say I wanted to come here for Coach D'Amico Rhines. That was Jimmy Ward and that was Will Anderson Jr. I cannot wait until free agency comes around and they start signing these players and we start going to these press conferences. And the first thing you go going to hear is I wanted to come here because of Coach D'Amico Rhines. I'm actually going to count. How many times I hear that, man? And, you know, once again, when you just think about where this team was three years ago at the start of the rebuild, everything that they went through, we're not going to get into it because everybody knows the story. But to me, John, it's just what that what that young man, yes, I say young man, Costa Rica Rhymes, that's also impressive. He's still fairly young. I think it's like 38 or 39. But to see what that young man has been able to accomplish in just your one man, when you just think about the future of this team, man, you know, like I say, this might be my new favorite term. It's scary good. It is scary good. But shout out to Coach D'Amico Ryans. 
year one is already down and hopefully we have a decade plus i asked i asked um cj strout what his experience to be like with um coach D'Amico ryan's heisman working alongside him and my favorite thing that he said was i love the fact that we have a head coach and quarterback relationship and when you look at some of the mm. greatest teams in franchise history they have that foundation of a head coach and a quarterback. And that is something that is very hard for any team in this league to sustain. And to know that the Houston Texans got both of them in the same season, and they're actually going to grow together for hopefully a decade plus says a lot, by the way, in a word from CJ Stroud, he said that he can see a dynasty. Uh Oh, Hey, Houston, y'all get ready to ball and parlay, man. This franchise, <laughs> we talk about, well, Patrick Mahomes, the only kryptonite he's had has been Joe Burrow. And I don't know. I would not be shocked I don't know. CJ, with D'Amico Ryans, with Bobby Slug, with Gerard Johnson, <laughs> if CJ doesn't add his name to that list and say, hey, we got some brewing down here in H-Town. We ain't nobody. We ain't, we ain't nobody to be played with. Slim Thug told y'all a long time. Ain't no punks out here in Houston, Texas. And now this franchise will represent the city well because of who they brought back and who they got sure. in this locker room. Make sure y'all listen to the next episode of the Locked On Texas podcast by subscribing, liking, comment on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. I know this was a little long show, but news broke. We had to talk about it. Mm. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texas and give me a follow at John underscore. Hickman 12. Every day I think about that number 23 overall pick, and I think to myself, the top corner should be in Houston at that pick. We shall see. I don't think they should get a corner, but uh, you know, I'm gonna say my opinion about that number 23 pick. But as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, once again, shout out to Coach D'Amico Ryan's. Keep doing your thing. Peace. <laughs>